Good afternoon and welcome back to another episode of the Shula Bowl podcast brought to you as always by Five Reason Sports. If you're searching for us around the interweb, you can find us at fivereasonsports.com. On Twitter, you can find us at the number five reason sports. You've got on the line our FAU beat writer uh, from a myriad of places around the web. We, we, won't, uh, we won't go into specifics right now, but he's all things FAU, Jake Elman. Jake, how's it going, my man? What's going on, Eric? Doing all right. And as always, I am Eric Henry, our FIU beat writer for SB Nation. And on the line, it's uh, actually been a while since our last episode. Once again, uh, for those of you who did listen to our last episode, thank you for listening. We had FIU student Damani Reed, and we kind of tapped into the uh, sports culture at FIU, trying to get a deeper look into maybe some of the uh, attendance issues or maybe just some of the enthusiasm around campus there at FIU. And we're actually working on an FAU portion of that podcast coming soon. Uh, Shane Marinelli, whose voice you have not heard on this podcast in a little while, he's working on that. So we will uh, have details on that soon to come. But we have a special guest on the line. Uh, he is the uh, the pride of Dwyer High School in Palm Beach County. He uh, started his career at Assumption College before making his way back home and uh, getting back to Boca Raton. Spent three years as an owl. Uh, got former FAU receiver Dante Kosar on the line. Dante, how's it going? Good, man. How we doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. And uh, as we've been trying to, you know, be uh, uh, during this offseason, we've tried to kind of fill the time with, you know, having some special guests. We've had uh, former FAU Al receiver from about a decade before your time, Chris Bonner on. We've had a couple FIU Panthers on. So happy to have you on. And uh, I know you know this guy on the other line, Jake Elman, pretty well. He uh, covered you during your time at FAU. So we're going to go ahead and uh, chop it up. I'll let Jake go and start it off. Jake, uh, you take it away, my man. Yeah. So, Dante, welcome. And we've talked about your journey. Playing at Dwyer, winning a state title, going to Assumption, and coming back home, winning two conference championships and two Boca Bowls. As you start moving on from your time at FAU, what were those four or five years like playing college football for two different schools? Yeah, man. So, you know, both I'm, you know, I'm grateful for both of the opportunities and both of the you know, both of the things that they've taught me. Um going up north, I wanted to try something new. Uh, met a lot of good guys up there. Um, it was it was just a little too cold, so I had to come back down here. Um, but yeah, man, the culture at FAU. Once I got here, you know, I felt like I was where I where I always belonged. You know, so um, it was it was a great journey, and I I'm thankful for all of it. You know, when you look back on both schools, especially FAU, what do you think your biggest takeaways from your college career were? biggest takeaway um hard work actually does pay off like they say actually does pay off and you got to take advantage of all your opportunities when coach kiffin arrived uh after the 2016 season you gerald hearns you played with the dwyer some of the walk-ons who were still there for the partridge days kind of found themselves in a situation where they could take advantage of that opportunity where you have new staff Jobs are open. What was it like being a walk-on when new coaching staff comes in place and you lose the people that brought you there? Right. So that was actually a pretty, it was a pretty confusing time for a lot of people. Um, You know, as we were transitioning to the new coaches, there was rumors of all the walk-ons were going to get cut or, you know, you'd have to try out again. But 
truth be told, you know, once Coach Kiffin came in, he he really gave all the walk-ons a chance to just show show something, um, show anything, you know. And one thing that I'll always be thankful for Coach Kiffin about is just his his way to give people an opportunity, no matter who you are, no matter your size, you know, you, no matter where you're from, um, no matter how many stars you had etc but he was he did a great job of just giving all of us an opportunity and a fair chance to show what we can do you know if you look at last year's team i count you as a starter because you were the punt returner jose barnwell walk-on who got a scholarship d'angelo antoine i think came as a walk-on nick weber Mm -hmm. walk-on who got a scholarship started at right guard there were a lot of guys in that team who were either walk-ons that had significant playing time or came to FAU as walk-ons, got scholarships later, and then had starting roles. What do you think that says about not only the guys on the team, but what the coaching staff did? Yeah, you know, you can give a lot of that credit to the coaching staff helping develop us. Um, Like I said, without them giving us the opportunity, none of us would be in the position to even earn a scholarship but, you know, them just trusting in us and actually developing us on the field, off the field, you got to give them a lot of the credit. You know, also, you got to give the players credit too. you know, Nick Weber, man, he's kids a beast. You already know his work ethic. But we had a and the other guys, too. But we had a strong unit. And even if you were a walk on, you know, the team wasn't the team included you no matter who you were. So that also helped. And those kids wanted to see you earn that scholarship. So the whole culture really, you know, that, that coach Kiffin and all them brought really just helped everyone excel in my opinion. If you look at the last three years, the three years that Kiffin was there, FAU won more games in Miami. They won more games in FIU. Do you think, obviously you won two conference championships. Do you think that, the university ever really appreciated football success because I know that attendance was a struggle and that was something that coach Kiffin said it before he went to Ole Miss. And then after he got to Ole Miss that he was a little frustrated that the stands right. weren't packed. Some players said at the end of the year, guys need to, kids need to start coming. Do you think that FAU, even if, there was all the Twitter stuff that the school ever really maybe understood or appreciated what, those three years were? Yeah. So like, I'm going to be honest with you, Jake, um, like I always am, but I think, I think that in order to take the next step to really become the program, everyone wants us to be, you got to have that attendance. You got to have the university on your side. The university did a great job of supporting us and doing as much as they possibly could. But like you said, like, two conference championships in three years, you know, that's, that's not an easy, you know, that's not something easy to do. Um, but I also feel like it was just kind of, you know, it was, a I don't know how to put it. Like we did so well, but like people didn't really acknowledge it, you know? Was that frustrating, especially towards the end? Now looking back on it, um, with the amount of success we had, uh, it, it's a little frustrating just because of how much, you know, it could have been so great. And if we pack those fans, man, like that's how you really get this program to the next level. Hey, Dante, I actually want to jump in here and piggyback off of that. 
last statement you made, uh, I, I don't think I'll be betraying any of the confidence in the FIU players who I spoke to because they all said this on the record. And, they, and just like you, they said it after the fact, you know, when you're sitting there playing the game and you're, you're going through the grind of the season, you don't have time to think about who's in the stands. You're just trying to right. know your assignment and play football. But, you know, as these kids, you know, have graduated, one of the things they said, one of them was Austin Maloney. Another one was Jose Borregales and a couple other guys. Uh, they actually said that in some cases, and obviously attendance at FAU was a little bit better than it was at FIU, but in some cases right. they, they preferred playing on the road. Uh, and I know you at your time at FAU had a chance to play in some pretty, uh, you know, big time college football environments and they preferred playing on the road as opposed to playing at home just because of the sense that, you know, just as a, as a competitor, you want to compete on the biggest stage possible. Is, is that something that, you know, maybe you guys in the locker room kind of thought of and like, Hey, you know, sure. Of course you always want to perform at home and, and there's that comfort of being you know, at FAU stadium, but just as a sheer competitor, you want to go out there and, and play in front of 80, 90,000 people. Absolutely, man. Um, that's actually, that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because there was a point in the season where we were, I mean, I can, I can agree with all of that. We were like more excited to go to these big away games. Um, obviously everyone's going to be ecstatic to play Ohio state, Oklahoma, you know, those environments are, you know, those go back hundreds of years, not hundreds, but a hundred years or so of just culture and what they've built. But even, even like ODU, like that, that environment was, it was so cool to be at different schools and, they they actually like pack their stadiums pretty well, even though ODU's going. I can't remember one and eleven or two and ten. You know they still had, if not more people than we have. Um, and like you said, it's it's good to play in the comfort of your own home. You know you get to stay close. You know you don't need to fly. But as a, as a true competitor, man, we we love just being you know just being us out there with maybe twenty fans that came for us, and then just have each other and just you know, go out there and just play ball for each other, you know? Uh, last question on this, you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, transition away from that topic after this one, but you know, I, I know you are Floridian. You are from Palm Beach County, correct? Yes, sir. All right. So, I mean, you know, Jake, uh, obviously is from New York. Uh, I'm from uh, central Florida from Hillsborough County. And the reason I'm, I, I bring that up is because, you know, there's, obviously a football culture in the state, you know, you can go to places like Florida state and UF and, and, you know, they're football crazy, but I just noticed it. And it's funny that you brought up ODU because in my travels, you know, covering FIU, even if you go to Charlotte or you go to Western Kentucky and, and you mentioned ODU teams that historically haven't been that great or don't have, you know, a hundred years of, or like you said, a hundred years of football lineage, but there's just a different, it's kind of hard to put into words. It's a different environment or, or culture that, you know, you kind of feel that, like you said, even going to a Virginia or going to a Charlotte, um, just as a Floridian, why do you think that is? Cause I, I can have my own thoughts, but I'm just curious as someone, you know, who played high school football in the state in the area in South Florida, that's really crazy about high school football. Why do you think it, maybe that doesn't just like carry over to going to, you know, games at FAU or FIU or, or USF and things like that? Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of like showing off your like Florida swag kind of like you want to like, you know, you're from Florida that, that you're in, a, you're on a team that's from Florida and South Florida is supposed to be so prominent with football. So you kind of want to just go up there and like show them, you know, what, what all the hype is really about, you know, and that kind of fuels a lot of the guys on the team. Like all you'll definitely notice all like the Florida kids will definitely band together and you'll be able to, you'll definitely be able to pinpoint who they are um, during the games. Just, I think it's just trying to bring that Florida culture to these other schools that we play and just kind of show, show our swag kind of. 
And for those of you who listening on the line, we've got former FAU receiver Dante Cozart, who spent all of last season's FAU starting punt returner. Uh, he's also spent a lot of time on special teams. That's going to be a transition to my next question. Your old special teams coach, DJ McCarthy, he's now on the other side. He's at FIU. Um, just really quick, your thoughts on playing for DJ and uh, maybe what FIU can expect from a, a guy who has a lot of experience as a special teams coach. Yeah, definitely. So um, Coach DJ, he was um, – Coach Drawn was our, like, special teams coordinator, but Coach DJ was working with all the returners. Uh, he also was here, like, two years ago before he left quick uh, for a brief little um, something else. But, you know, I got to – as a receiver coach, man, he's – you know, he's phenomenal. He's probably the best one I've had. Um, coach Flea was amazing as well. But Coach McCarthy, man, you know, I can't thank him enough just the passion he has for the game and, you know, just the love he, and just, he just wants to see his players succeed. He doesn't care about anything else. We you know whatever's going on in the moment. He just wants to see his players succeed. Um, and I think he'll be so successful at FIU. Um, I'm hoping one day, man, he can really get a big, big time job again. Like he had at LSU when he was their receivers coach, but he didn't just get there, you know, willy nilly. He had to put in the work and, this man, he puts in the work for sure, and I'm excited to see what he does the rest of his life. And I'm I'm glad that I always have him as a, you know, have him as a contact, and I can't wait to just stay in touch. But yeah, like I said, man, I'm so thankful for him, and I know all the other guys are that came through with him. But FIU's getting a good one for sure, man, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see him as the coordinator. Got two more before we go ahead and get you out of here. Uh, what you feel in, in, in your mind was the difference between your 2018 team and the 2019 team? Honestly, as I'm just going to put it simple. I just think, you know, brotherhood, like we were, we were a team. Um, I would, uh, myself and a lot of other people would argue we might have had more talent in 2018 when we went five and seven. But uh, even though a few of those guys left, that kind of made us, you know, come closer together. And the seniors that came in with coach Partridge, this is our last year essentially. And we really had to just stick together, but it was just, it was just all about us this year. Um, we didn't, we didn't care about anyone else. And we just really put our head down and grind together as brothers. And we got really close. And I really, I really truly believe that was the key to our success this year. How much pride did you guys as a team, and maybe you personally as well, obviously being from South Florida, uh, how much pride did you guys take in beating the Panthers three straight years? I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, I'm going to be honest. Like, it's – that rivalry, like, it's it's very – I just – we don't get the juice from it. Um, I feel like it's just not even – and it's weird to say because, you know, FIU versus FAU, you know, the school, international school, all that. It just felt like it wasn't really a rivalry. Um, not knocking FIU whatsoever. I'm just saying the atmosphere, like the amount of fans even at that game, like it's not even, you know, it just feels like another game, to be honest. Um, you know, and they're they're a good team. They have a great coach. But, it, I mean, it feels good, obviously, beating an in-state team and beating someone in your conference. But we didn't even look at that as a rivalry. Um, not, from, not saying it anyway as, like, knocking them at all. It's just the atmosphere and, like, leading up to the game, it's just not really hyped up at all. Um, and that's something we were hitting on earlier with maybe the universities and all that. But yeah, man, it, it it's obviously feels good to be any team three straight years, you know? 
No, I mean, that's, that's a great point you make. I mean, I've covered FIU. I'm just not heading to my third season covering FIU. I remember what the stands looked like in 2018 at FIU. And ironically enough, you know, they had a chance. Uh, had they beaten you guys in 2018, that would have pretty much uh, sealed their their fate as far as being East Division champs. Obviously, you guys won. And then in 2019, you flipped the roles in reverse. You guys are on a hot streak. And obviously, weather played a factor. I know it was a rainy day, rainy day that game. But, you know, the stands weren't exactly packed. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a unique point you make as far as um, – as far as the atmosphere, you know, when you look across college ball landscape at the, you know, maybe UCF, USF's or Florida State, Florida, you know, Miami, right, Florida, right. it's, it's it's a different atmosphere. That's a fair point. Um, last one before we let you go, Dante, uh, you know, life after football now, you know, uh, what are your plans and uh, what are you up to? Yeah, man. So um, right now I'm just in grad school, uh, getting my master's in clinical psychology. I'll be done with that in the fall, thankfully. Um, right after that, man, I'll just be rolling. I got some stuff lined up with my mother and stepfather. They're opening up some, uh, like assisted living homes. I'm going to help run. And then, you know, my goal is to be like a private therapist, but I'm excited for, I'm excited for the future and I'm excited just to, you know, stay in touch with everybody. Um, I can't wait to watch Harrison and the league and everybody else. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the future and I'm, more excited just to see where everyone else ends up and, you know, be able to support them with whatever they do, you know? Awesome. Great stuff. Once again, Dante, I want to thank you coming on. I uh, appreciate you making the time. We're going to go ahead and close this one up. Jake, uh, any final thoughts or are we, uh, we all good to close it up? We are all good. Dante, thank you so much. We are rooting for you, man. Yes, sir. Of course. I appreciate all you guys do. Jake, thank you for everything, man. Just always supporting me. But, you know, anytime you guys, you know, want to talk or need somebody, I can help you reach out, but I appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Thank you, Dante. And once again, you can find this podcast on Twitter at the number five reason sports. You can find Jake on Twitter at Jake Elman 97. You can find me on Twitter at Eric C Henry underscore. Uh, you can find this podcast uh, primarily on Podbean, soon to be on other podcast platforms. And as always, please, you know, visit Five Reasons Sports on Twitter. Visit the website. It is uh, your home for South Florida sports. And uh, Jake has a company back there is, is, is co-signing the fact that uh, you can find uh, us on Five Reasons Sports. Once again, thank you for listening. Uh, check back next episode. We should have the, uh, the whole gang in, in tow. So appreciate you guys listening.